Hello there. So the Black Phone is directed by Scott Derrickson, who directed Sinister and the first Doctor Strange film. Uh, it's also based on a short story by uh, Joe Hill, who is the son of Stephen King. And it uh, centres around a character known as the Grabber, played by Ethan Hawke, who kidnaps children, essentially, locks them in his basement. Uh, he kidnaps a young boy called Finney. And the basic story is about his attempts to escape and the uh, black phone, in the, which is a, the part of the title, is uh, instrumental in that. And I'll not go any further about why that is. So uh, I seen this film last night and overall I, I say that Ethan Hawke is the, like the, the, he's the main actor. He's the main name in this film. But uh, really the main actor is Finney, played, uh, the main character, sorry, is Finney, played by uh, Mason Times. I've never seen him in anything else, don't know if it, what, what else he's done, but he's actually very good. He does a really good job of uh, being the main character here, and, and you know, when you've got teens or kids or whatever as central characters, it can sometimes be hit or miss, but he was very good in this, uh, really carried the film well as well. Having said that, Ethan Hawke is fantastic in this film, absolutely tremendous. He really gives a great performance. He's had some first half of 2022, but you look at it, you've got this. He was in The Northman as well, not for long, but you know, he was in it and was very good in it. And of course, Midnight as well. So, haven't seen him in ages, and then you see quite a lot of him the first last few months. So, here you go. Definitely a pleasure, though. He's absolutely fantastic in this. Uh, he's got, if uh, you've seen from the trailer and the poster as well, you've got he's got this his character for the most part is in this uh, very sinister looking mask. It's uh, very unnerving, but it, it, the fact he's got a mask on doesn't hinder his performance in a way because you know you can see it through his eyes as well from that, and the way he uses his voice is fantastic as well. It creates a real sense of dread, so that works very well. So overall, this is a really solid horror film. I mentioned as well Scott Derrickson and Made Sinister, which I've never actually seen, but uh, after watching this, I should definitely uh, give that a watch because uh, you've done a bang-up job with this, actually. This was a very entertaining horror-slash-thriller film as well. And I was mentioning the kid actors as well. The other one that plays uh, Finney's sister, uh, I think the actress's name is Madeline McGraw. She's uh, really good in this. She's actually got some laugh out loud one-liners which had the audience I, I was in in stitches so yeah, she was very good as well very funny in this film I believe she did the voice of Bonnie in Toy Story 4 don't know if she did it in Toy Story 3 or not but there you go and uh, I think she was like they played the young hope in the flashback scene at the start of Ant-Man and the Wasp so very talented uh, done a great job here as well so yeah, what I like about this film as well, it does it's it does it outstay its welcome. It's like a hundred minute, hundred and three minutes or something like that, including credits. So it zips along at a nice old pace, and creates a real sense of dread as well. And also as well, when it builds up to the finale, it's a very satisfying finale as well. So sometimes you can build things up, and then if it falls flat in the final third, kind of leaves a sour taste. But no, this one actually did have really satisfying finale and overall just a good film that uses atmosphere really well there's a few little things that could come across as cheesy to some people and some of the things they do they actually, it actually is effective it doesn't feel like it's cheesy or watering down or anything like that or going too far it actually it takes some risks but it actually does work within the context of this film as well there's, uh, there's certain things that of course outwith the realms of reality there's also certain things that are actually quite plausible in it as well in the more realistic settings in certain parts 
as well. The other thing is about the fact that the grabber always seems to get somebody in, in daylight. is like kind of a... You, you'd sort of think, well, wouldn't you do it in the dark? But in a way, it also shows that, no, you're never really safe as well. The fact that he, he actually does this in broad daylight is actually does create a real bad, real unnerving tone as well about this. There's a few things that don't really work in this. It's not absolutely perfect by any stretch of the imagination. It's not a classic, but it's really entertaining. There are some flaws, like the the alcoholic dad character is very one-note, really one-dimensional. To be honest, the first time he opens his mouth, you see him in the first, like, five, ten minutes, you thought, oh, God, this character is going to be really annoying. And he is quite one-note, quite one-dimensional. However, he doesn't get a lot of screen time, so it's not really that bad. It doesn't really pull things down too much. There's a couple of logic fails in this as well, as you sometimes expect. You sort of think... Uh, there, se there seems to be one scene as well that seems really random at the time, but then it actually gets explained itself near the end. It is a bit silly, but, you know, it was pretty entertaining, so we can't really grumble that with that there. So, overall, this film uh, definitely worth a watch. It's not your typical horror film in many ways. It's got enough originality to stand on its own. Enjoyable. Zips along quite nicely. And uh, there'll be inevitably be a sequel because it's been pretty successful. It's already turned in profit from what I understand. So you know what they do with these horror properties. They take them. One that's really promising does well and then run them into the ground or inevitably ruin them. But, you know, I could sort of see there's potential, I would say, for more for a prequel as well with uh, how the, he became the grabber and things like that. That could actually be interesting, but, you know, we shall see and how the, the actual black phone came, into, came about. But that could actually be interesting, but you need to get Scott Derrickson back involved. You need to get somebody who actually knows what they're doing. And as you've seen, he's a very competent director. There was good horror elements even in the first Doctor Strange film as well. Even like the more trippy moments as well when he first starts learning about the cosmic stuff. That there were some good little horror elements in that. So he's obviously comfortable in this arena. So there you go. So big thumbs up for the Black Phone. Really good time. Had a uh, had a good time watching it. So anyway, coming up throughout the next week or so, there'll be some Thor related reviews in the build up to Thor: Love and Thunder coming out. Uh, also planning on going to see Elvis this week as well. So I'll get a review out for that. So there you have it. And thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen and goodbye.